How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3, as promised. Back here with Brett Baker. Like we told y'all, we come to y'all here Thursday, March 14th, day after we just did our NFL free agency podcast. We got to keep up, keep good on our promise in here doing college basketball podcast, getting y'all ready for March Madness. Brett, you excited? Oh, man. I am pumped. I'm ecstatic. Zion Williamson is back. The news broke about 30 minutes ago. He will be playing tonight against Syracuse. Yeah, you know what people don't realize, though, is that there was actually a chance Zion wasn't going to play today. Like, I was oh, yeah, there was there. a good chance. Yeah, I was sitting there uh, still, and I was early, very it's early round. Yeah, I was very skeptical. I was like, yeah, Zion might, we still might not even see Zion again in college, but I'm glad he's playing. It's good for the sport. But before we talk about the ACC, as y'all know, I can talk about the ACC for hours. But let's get things started off here, talk a little Gonzaga. So, Obviously, Gonzaga dropped the game to St. Mary's. I think the biggest thing about the game before that we kind of talk about if we think that it's a fluke loss for Gonzaga or there's a lot of cause for concern is St. Mary's stole a bid from these teams that are fighting on the bubble to get in. We'll talk about bubble teams here in a little bit, but I think that plays a huge factor into it. The fact that we have all these Power 5 conference teams battling to get in here. I mean, even teams like Belmont, who had great seasons, Lipsicum, UNC Greensboro, who fell short in their conference tournaments, Mm -hmm. they steal a bid from them. But, I mean, what do you think here, Brett? Are you concerned about Gonzaga? I am concerned about Gonzaga. Listen, they have some of the best big men in in their conference and in college basketball alone but yeah a lot at the same time the yeah, yeah they 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 definitely seem to be missing something they they're missing a piece i'm not sure what it is but i think it's just consistency and uh they're definitely obviously going to get their bid and uh, i don't know they'll probably be like what do you think a two or three at this point um, with how I mean, their conference tournament played out. I, Lenardi still has them projected to be a one. I kind of side with Lenardi on this one. I would leave them as a one, but obviously a lot can still happen here in the last couple days. Like, I mean, right now LSU's on the two line, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of movement that can happen. Everything's a lot. Right now I would leave them on the one line, but, I mean, they, they could easily be a two. You know, I'd say out of the – you know how they have the seeds ranked like one – like obviously their strongest one mm-hmm. seed down to there. I would say they're probably sitting as that fourth one seed right now. So, I mean, I think there's a lot that can change there with them. I'm actually on the opposite side from you. I'm not worried about Gonzaga. Gonzaga, look, I know you can't buy a lot into what happens at the beginning of the year, but they ran through their out of – I mean, they played a strong out-of-conference schedule. They played teams like Washington. And, they did, and go. they did beat, they beat Duke with Zion. Yeah, they're the only team to beat them at full strength. With Zion, yeah. And I think that's a testament to, uh, you know, how big they are inside. And I know that uh, – I mean, they did struggle a little bit with – and like in terms of the game that they lost in their conference tournament, I think they struggled more so with like a. I do think that particular game was a fluke because they were struggling with things that they don't normally struggle with. Yeah, well, they had also beat St. Mary's, you know, last yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that they were kind of like, look, and it's we a conference beat, tournament. Yeah, they beat them by fifteen and by forty. So I mean, I feel like you're just kind of like, whatever. Like, let's go out here, let's get this easy. I mean, Gonzaga's won the conference tournament. I think like the last seven years in a row or something. Like they had a crazy run of winning the conference tournament in a row. I think it was more of the fact they overlooked St. Mary's in this spot. I actually like Gonzaga better after losing this game. I yeah, feel I was like, gonna say. I'm help them. Yeah, I think losses can really help you out a lot more. I think Gonzaga's a stacked team. They got back one of their best players in um, Killian Tilly. He's he's pretty much hadn't been with them the entire season. He's only played in, I believe, like 
four or five games all season. Yeah, he's played about 12 games all season long. So, I mean, I think that's big, too, that Gonzaga's got got him back. So, I think they're only going to keep getting better. I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I like Gonzaga a lot to make a deep run in this tournament. I know a lot of people aren't on them to make a deep run in this tournament. I think they get to the Elite Eight, hmm. at least. It just, for me, it just all depends on the consistency with their big guys. Because we know at their at their peak, at their peak performance, they're almost unstoppable inside. We saw that with the Duke game. We've seen it throughout the season uh, here and there. And I think that they can really, you know, put it together. I think you're probably going to be right. But at the same time, I am a little bit worried. Uh, although I do, I do see how they could, uh, you know, kind of take a step back in the same areas game just because they've played them so many times and it's a conference tourney. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit more of a yeah, you play multiple players for the dramatic in yeah. the conference tournaments. Yeah, so, so it's it's a back to back. It's a back to back with said. like yeah, and it, it's yeah, it's, it's tough to doubt them obviously because mm-hmm. they've had a great season, but at the same time, their their general schedule is not as hard as a lot of college basketball teams. Ooh, I don't know. Look at their out of conference schedule. They ran the gauntlet. Not, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. they lost to Tennessee. They lost to um. Who's the and they lost to North Carolina, yeah. but I mean both those games are kind of close. They're on the road in the North Carolina one. I mean they ran. That was the only game they lost in the conference all year. They lost three games all year. They beat Duke, like we said. I mean they played tons of big name out of conference teams. They'll go play at your place. They're not scared of anybody. They don't back down. I think it was a fluke game too. They only scored forty seven points and they're averaging eighty eight point eight, which is best in college basketball. The only the reason I'm worried about is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Worried about Gonzaga right now is because since December 9th and December 15th, when they played back to back, Tennessee lost by three points, and then they played North Carolina, lost by 13. Since that moment, they have not played anybody that, that is that, you know, that great. I mean, the best team on there obviously probably would be St. Mary's, which they just lost to, and they did beat them. <laughs> They beat them 94 to 46 at one point during the season, but they lost to them in the conference tournament. I think the only worry that I have, the best way to put it into words, is mm-hmm. that I feel like they might get, they might have kind of lost a step just by playing non competitive games and in the, in the home stretch of the regular season. So I don't know. Uh, I'm still on the fence. I wish they would have been able to win. In the conference tourney, because I would have had a lot more confidence if they had, you know, a couple more meaningful games before the NCAA tournament. But then again, this might light a fire under them. Who knows? I'm willing to wait and see. But in other news, we'll move forward from Gonzaga. Zion Williamson is back. Uh, obviously plays a huge impact into Duke's chances at winning a national title or their conference. And honestly... I'm not sure if they're going to win the conference, but I do like that Zion is back. He's getting some meaningful minutes for him, especially, you know, kind of getting back into the swing of things. So, is Duke, you know, is Duke going to play and win a conference title? Or do you think that's still for, you know, Virginia, North Carolina? What, it's a it's a colluded conference right now. So what's your pick for that conference? I'm on Virginia to win the yeah. ACC tournament. I think they're the best battle tested team. I mean, people forget they're on they're like 21 and six against the spread or 22 and six against the spread against teams not named Duke, and they're undefeated against college basketball against teams not named Duke. Virginia has come out this season, as I've said many times, with the big chip on their shoulder. I feel like they really feel like they've been overlooked, and even I can say I've overlooked Virginia a little bit. 
I think sure. Virginia is by far the best. Te- I mean, I don't think they're the best team in college basketball. I think they're playing good they basketball, been- and I think they're going to come out and prove something. Like I think they're going to blow out NC State to start the day off. I think tomorrow. I mean, I'm a I'm a Florida State fan. I think we get past Virginia Tech today, but I really don't think we can beat Virginia tomorrow. It's too collude like colluding, you know, Scott styles of basketball. And I think that the way that Virginia plays their basketball, I mean, contradicting styles, and the way that Virginia plays basketball, I really feel like that Virginia is going to come out, win that game, and then I think they can get to the championship game where they're going to play a Duke or a North Carolina. And I think it's going to take a couple of games for that chemistry to come together for with Zion. Zion. For back, for, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's big that Which, he's I, I, I think it's big that he's playing in the conference tournament yeah. because with Duke, obviously they're going to the tournament. So you do get some meaningful minutes. You do get that chemistry back. You kind of get back into the yeah. rotation, the swing of things. I think that helps them even if they don't win the conference tournament. But... I definitely agree with you. Virginia is definitely the most well-tamed team right now. They have probably the best backcourt, you know, from the small forward position to the point guard position in terms of having Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and DeAndre Hunter out there. I mean, they're mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, people forget DeAndre on. Hunter was DeAndre Hunter last year. Oh, yeah. And with, I mean, like, if you saw it just recently when they played Syracuse, 18 for 25 from three-point shooting. They were almost mm-hmm. all by Jerome, Guy, and Hunter. And I think if they're on, they're almost impossible to beat. Yeah, and I like the size they bring with, with oh, yeah, Jerome for and sure. Hunter. I mean, I they, think- they're, they're lengthy defenders. They are great on the outside. Uh, if you were watching that game last night with uh, your boys, the Rockets, and the Golden State Warriors, you know how they kept on talking about how Klay Thompson is like, got the framework in terms of like he's got the length mm-hmm. and he's got like the tenacity or tenacity in terms of like defending he's like a dog on the on every aspect of defending I think that's what you have in Jerome and DeAndre Hunter obviously not as well developed but I think that they really are like I mean they're they're like some fierce defenders I mean they're going to get in your face they're not going to stop they're going to be there all game and I think that's Especially the fact that they can shoot, I think that that is like a key, of, probably the key to success in the tournament. So I'm I'm all for Virginia, but I'm not gonna sleep on Duke or North Carolina because both of those teams are very, very talented as well. Um, yeah, North I'm Carolina actually, is probably my second pick. I'm actually a bigger fan of Duke in the in the NCAA tournament yes, than I am of them sure. in March Madness. I think Zion might be a little out of shape too, so I mean I think that could factor into it. Also, the chemistry could be a little off. I just don't like them playing con- playing consecutive games. I and they just Sy- lost. Them. I think Syracuse is going to play them tight tonight. And although Duke does get Zion Williamson back, they do lose Bolden. Yeah, Jonah Bolden's out, and. Uh, that's a big loss for them because mm-hmm. they've struggled with size all season, even with Zion out there in terms of the Gonzaga game. They struggle with size. And, I mean, there's a lot of size. There's a lot of height, and there's a lot of big guys in this tournament, the especially the ACC tournament. And I really hope they get this North Carolina rematch just to see what it's like, but I'm, I'm worried about their size issues. I've been worried about it all season, so... Duke is definitely not my favorite for the ACC tournament. I would say that Virginia, North Carolina, then Duke. So, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you there. I think North Carolina is sitting in a good spot. It'll be fun if North Carolina and Duke play each other on Friday, tomorrow night. That'll be fun to watch. And I also wouldn't mind seeing North Carolina rematch with Virginia in the ACC championship. So, I mean, the ACC, ACC race and battle is going to be fun. Another quick question. I got two quick little questions here for you about the ACC before mm-hmm. we move on. Could you see the ACC getting three um, one seeds potentially? Um, so, Virginia and North Carolina, Carolina and Duke. Duke. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough because they will have to play each other. Mm-hmm. I think Virginia's a lock for a number one seed, even if they lose their conference. Um, North Carolina, it could potentially be... If Duke beats them, then they could potentially still sneak into a one seed, uh, simply because they've beat them twice. And it would be tough. I don't think that Duke is going to get a one seed. I think if realistically you're going to see two out of the ACC in North Carolina and Virginia... I don't think Duke, even if they'd have to, to get a one seed, I think Duke would have to win the conference. I don't think so. I think if they get to the conference championship game, they could get a one seed because you could look at them as two different teams with and without Zion, you know? like that. And, and saying that, it, all, it definitely also depends on what happens yeah. in other conferences as and, well. Yeah, and like I've said hundreds of thousands of times, every single time Duke comes on the floor, they automatically, if Zion's not playing, they still have the two best players on the floor, and if mm-hmm. Zion's playing, they have the three best. So I think. That factors into it too. I could, I mean, I could definitely see them giving Duke a one seed if they're able to get past North Carolina, and also North Carolina could lose that one seed spot. Another thing I've kind of been looking into here a little bit. So you have ACC teams here: Clemson, NC State, both kind of. I mean, NC State now is in the last four in. You got Clemson kind of on the first four out after that loss yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Clemson's out of conference schedule. You're like, all right, you played UGA. Pretty much their only respectable games are UGA. I mean, they played Creighton, Nebraska, Akron, Mississippi State. You know, Lipsicum's actually been a good team at Lipsicum's South Carolina. Been a good team, yeah. So, I mean, they they have played a decent out-of-conference schedule. NC State obviously played a weak out-of-conference schedule. The big question is, would you put these two teams in here because they play in the best conference, which is the ACC? Would you put NC and State in? I absolutely would put both of them in over any of these teams. And look, my number one reason being, in the ACC, you play three the, the best teams in the nation yeah. in Clemson. I mean, you're guaranteed Duke, North at Carolina. least yeah. three to four games in the Virginia, top ten. Florida State, Virginia Tech. I mean, the ACC right now has eight bids that they're getting. I mean, it could be nine if they put Clemson in there. I would put Clemson in there over any of these teams. I mean, you're playing against the best conference head-to-head and if you week look, in and here's, week out. Here's, here's the way I look at it. If you look at, you know... If you look at your Big East tournament, uh, I mean, if you look down the board, there's teams that, you know, are all right. Uh, you have Villanova, Providence, Xavier, Creighton, St. John's, Georgetown, Seton Hall, Marquette, teams like that. But at the same time, the ACC is a whole different ball game. It's kind of like, at this point, it's like the SEC in college football. Uh, I mean, it's the most well-developed league in terms of uh, competition and I do think NC State and Clemson, I think they proved it to themselves in that tight game that they had played uh, yesterday. I think that I think that I would probably agree on sending them both, but I don't know if Clemson gets in. I think Clemson might slip out, maybe. Uh, it just depends on, you know, that selection Sunday. It's tough to really say because we've seen teams in the past get definitely snubbed. Uh, I think NC State definitely solidified their their uh, tournament and winning against Clemson. And I think they're going to play a decent game to Virginia, but I think Virginia is going to slide and kind of... I think it's going to be a tight game until like 10 minutes remaining. And then Virginia is just going to take off. 
So I think it's going to be a blowout kind of game, but I think it is going to. I think it's just like the same thing, kind of in the SEC basketball or with football. The SEC they don't play good out of conference schedules. Who cares what their out of conference schedule looks like? They're in the ACC. They play the best competition week in and week out. I think that Clemson and NC State both deserve to be in here in this spot. I don't think it should matter who won between the two Mm -hmm. of them in the tournament. I think both of these teams deserve to be in the in the dance. So. That's definitely a little food for thought there. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff happen. We've seen Syracuse look like they have no chance of being mm-hmm. in the tournament and still get in. So a lot can still happen with these bubble teams. Speaking of bubble teams, while we're on the topic, we might as well stay there. So <clears throat> obviously some big games today. <clears throat> my bad. My throat's a little froggy there. So St. John's got a big win last night. Last night huh? Yeah. Not happy during that Rockets game last night. Not happy at all. But it's... <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. But anyway, so we got Arizona State. They played a night against UCLA. As you said earlier, UCLA lost two players. So, I mean, Arizona State's on the last four buys. We have Temple on last four buys. I believe Temple plays today. Can you can you check that for me while we read these out? St. John's, obviously, they play today as well against Marquette, and that's at 7 o'clock. They got their win yesterday and moved up there. As well as TCU, they, they're on the last four buys. They play today against... Um, Shoot, who do they? They play against Kansas State, actually. That mm-hmm. game's on at 2.30, so that one's coming to us here soon. So, I mean, I think all four of those teams are safe and in the tournament. I mean, actually, I think if any of them didn't get in, it'd be Arizona State. And I think the thing that could hurt Arizona State is the fact that Pac-12 is so weak this year right now. Their only two bids are supposed to be Washington, the comp- the best team in the conference, and Arizona State. But I really like a team like Oregon to go out there. I mean, Oregon absolutely blew Washington State out. I think if a team like Oregon or another team can win this Pac-12 tournament and steal a bid and Arizona State goes out early, I think the in the committee could end up saying, see ya, you know, like mm-hmm. we're not taking you in here. So I think that plays a factor here on the last four. And we got Florida. They tip off here at 1230 in a must-win versus is Arkansas. We've got NC State here. He tips off right now as well against Virginia. Uh, Texas, I think Texas plays Kansas later on today. And then we got Ohio State who's tipping off right now against Indiana. Indiana's on the last four in, so that's kind of a play-in game right there. Temple then, plays tomorrow, by the way. Oh, they play tomorrow. So they, mm-hmm. Okay, so they have a bye then in the American mm-hmm. yeah. uh, tournament. Yeah. Clemson, Clemson's obviously done, so I mean they can't really do anything to help themselves there. Creighton plays today, I believe, against... Um, Who's Creighton plays Xavier, I believe, and then Belmont mm-hmm. obviously is done as well. It kind of sucks for Belmont. Them and uh, Murray State, the top two teams, in the, definitely in the does OBC. suck for them. Yeah, um, Belmont's se- Belmont's second in Mar- in the NCA in points per game. Like, yeah, yeah, damn and, good uh, team. They're gonna get left off. They might they might sneak in. Uh, it sucks that I mean, it's just if they were how it is in that if, if they were in a power five like that, conference, yeah, they would be playing in a conference like that is tough. Uh, I'm personally glad that we're not seeing them instead of Murray State. Yeah, uh, same. Because I really want to see John Moran. I think that John Moran is one of those guys that is incredibly talented, and I think that he can actually have an impact and kind of maybe win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go on any deep runs, but Ooh, I want to count them out. I actually kind of think they could. You know, John, out, yeah. did you, John Morant had like, I think he had 38 36. in the, yeah, 36 and in the championship game, the game before, dunk. game winning and one. I yeah. mean, John Morant is clutch. He's yeah, cold-blooded. He, he He's already shown me everything that I wanted to see. Like, look, my knock against Ben Simmons was he couldn't get his team to the tournament and carry him there. Kind of like, you know, Marcus Smart was at least able to carry. Like, I look at those star, single star players where I'm like, all right, you're clearly the best player on your team. You don't have a whole lot there kinda, with you. He kind of reminds me in a sense of, you You might not like this comparison, but uh, he kind of reminds me in a sense of 
Colin Sexton with Alabama, except he got a little bit more height and a little bit more explosiveness. Really like that assessment, so actually. The I, similar teams, you probably know? Probably a little bit better, more developed shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, John Morant, it just really depends on hit, for Murray State. Well, John Morant's a lot better passer, but I kind of yeah, like the sure. sense of how they take over for the teams. Yeah, and how, like, they, and yeah. how they roll with Tempo. Like when Sexton like dropped like 40 against yeah, Auburn exactly. in the conference yeah. tournament. Yeah, how they roll with, ter- or with uh, Tempo. And mm-hmm. I, I think that... The only downfall of Murray State is that they're so reliant on him. If he gets shut down, then they're not going to win a game. Yeah. And I do think, like I said, I do think that they could win a couple games in the tournament and maybe make a little run. But it's hard to say. Uh, a lot of teams... Yeah, they're projected as a 12 seed right yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of teams kinda, are definitely going to be focused oh, on... Oh, I'm definitely taking them to pick yeah, the upset. Sure. I don't even care who they're going up against. I for mean, sure. right now, they're projected to play Maryland and then as the 12 seed, and then Kansas State, Vermont's their four, is their 413 seed. Wade Dean, the center for Kansas State's probably out. If they're projected at a 12 bit. seed, that's going to be the best 12 seed pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm taking them to the Sweet 16 probably. Can they get past North Carolina if that were to be the matchup? Probably not. But I mean, by God, when you look at... <laughs> When you look at their side by side on a depth chart, you'd be like, "There's no way this team can beat this team," and there's probably no chance that Murray State would be North Carolina. But I don't want to count John Moran out. I'm really excited about seeing him. Uh, honestly, he's probably the player that I'm most excited for in the tournament, minus maybe Zion. Oh, he is the player I'm most excited for in the tournament. Actually, I'm probably most excited like you to watch him and Zion just because we like to see. You know, like, I'm I'm excited to watch Duke just because they have pretty much they the three best have players. The top five. Yeah, Picks. John I mean, Morant. Like yeah, I kind of want to see Jared Culver too. I, you I do want to see Culver. Yeah, you know, let's let's go ahead and transition here over to each conference a little bit and talk here. Why not? Since I brought up Culver in the Big Twelve, Big we might 12 as well stay sure. there. So Big Twelve cha- tournament, the number one seed in here is Kansas State. Um, who who you like to come out of this conference? You think it's the end of the Kansas era? I do think it's the end of the Kansas run. I don't think it's the end of the Kansas era. However, I think that they've had a lot of. Uh, unforeseen conflicts come up in their mm-hmm. season and it's kind of unfortunate for them but at the same time uh it is what it is i saw that uh those guys over at uh one shining podcast with mark titus were talking about bill self and how that he needs to take some time off because uh the kansas kansas fans are like literally too reliant on him to bring a 35 win season or 35 win season every year and i mean there's let's face it Kansas should not be where they are right. They wouldn't be where they are right now without Bill Self. He's done a great job dealing with adversity. Mm -hmm. But I do think this is the end of the run, whether it's tonight or later on in the tournament. Uh, Texas is a good team. I think that uh, Texas might, might beat them tonight. But if they don't beat them, I think that they still don't. I don't think they went out. Of this tournament, I think that they lose their conference for the first time in what? How many years? They they already didn't win the title for I think the first time in twelve years, the regular season title. Yeah. And then I don't they haven't won the conference tournament as many times in a yeah, row. I don't I don't I don't remember what it is. Regular season title was twelve. Uh, I think that they've won it the last three years. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is exactly. You know, it's kinda of funny. We finally saw March kick in a little bit last night in that Oklahoma West Virginia game where dude pulled that buzzer beater for Oklahoma and his foot was on the line for three and it ended up being they were down three, so they needed a three pointer and they only got two. Thought that was kinda of funny, but I'm actually gonna go with Texas Tech out of this conference. Look, I don't like, like Kansas Culver. State without Dean Wade. I think 
Texas Tech plays good. They're a good defensive team. They're going to make you earn it. When you look at teams getting to the later days in this tournament when legs become an issue, I really like Texas Tech. I would also look to take, super the, take unders Iowa later State. on. Yeah, Iowa State, they're, I mean, they're a real back-and-forth team. Then versus Baylor is going to be a coin flip. They took it, off at 1230. Yeah, and so. while I don't necessarily think that Iowa State is like a team that could mm-hmm. be necessarily like a Cinderella team, they are one of the teams that plays really well in conference. Yeah. So I think that they might be able to sneak it. Uh, let's. I mean, yes, they have the easiest run. So who's so who's, who's your so favorite to win? My this favorite. Conference. I'm going to go with your pick in Texas Tech, just okay. because I don't think Kansas State. You know, again, Kansas State has also been dealing with adversity. I think Texas Tech is the most uh, healthy and ready to go team. They're the most prime team. But I will say that Iowa State is my dark horse. Um, okay, I like how many how many teams within this conference do you think? within this conference tournament, are going to get to the big dance. I would say Kansas, Texas Tech, Kansas State, uh, Iowa State if they go deep enough, and, I mean, Baylor also probably will. I think they're a seven-bid conference. I think pretty much all these teams that made it to the next day except for West Virginia will get in. I Texas actually, as well. Texas is definitely like Texas is good. Yeah, they're 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 on the. They get Kerwin Roach back, which is big. I think Shaka Smart's kind of coaching for his job. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to get in the tournament here. I can't believe that. But. I actually kind of like Texas as my sleeper team here in this conference. I do like Texas, and if they can beat Kansas. Uh, I like them in TCU. I know. I think Texas. I think either Texas. I think one of the two Kansas schools loses today, and we see TCU and Kansas get to that next day and get the win that both these teams need. So I think that. Those two teams right there are kind of my sleepers. I mean, TCU got the big emotional win. I mean, they were up by 20 on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State came back and tied it. They still mm-hmm. hung on to win. I mean, it could be an emotional letdown, but I feel like they're going to be kind of hungry once again today. And Kansas State playing without Dean Wade, I think, changes. I mean, Kansas State splits with them without Dean Wade. Or, um, they're they're a lot different. So, I mean, I kind of like I like them to come out of this conference here. No scores in the first two minutes of the NC State-Virginia game. Jeez, I'm not surprised. Is Virginia Virginia defense is something else, man? Let's move. We'll keep moving. We'll stay here at the B's. We'll go um, Big Ten next. Um, who do you like? Who's your uh, favorite in the Big Ten? You go ahead with yours. All right, my favorite in the Big Ten, you know, this has been a real toss-up conference. I personally am, look, it's hard for me to sell on Michigan just because Michigan is a team that typically dominates in the Big Ten tournament. Like I, like pretty much every single year, you're like, oh, I don't even know if Michigan's going to make it. But they make they that big it. march run. Mm-hmm. They rally the troops every single time, whether it's the Karis Leverts or the Abdul Rahman teams, you know. They always seem to find a way to get it done. But I don't really want to go with the favorite in this conference just because I think it's a wild conference, but I'm going to have to go with Michigan State. I think they're the best team. I think they've played better since Nick Ward went down. I'm on the Spartans to win this conference. What about you? I'm going to, just to be different than you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that Michigan wins it, uh, which is a hot take, low-key. Very. Uh, But as... As we all knew, last year, I would say that Michigan was probably in the same boat. Like, nobody really thought Michigan was going to be, uh, you know, a contender in terms of the NCAA tournament or their conference. They really surprised, turned some heads. Um, I think that Michigan is kind of like one of those teams that, uh, regardless of how good they are during a given year, they kind of play with a different chip on their shoulder in terms of just being Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So, or like just being from that college, I think they play on a little bit different element, I guess, so to speak. So, I think that obviously I could go with an easy pick, like you did. No offense, Michigan <laughs> State, definitely an easy pick. But at the same time, I do like, I do like um, Michigan. I mean, 
they've had a pretty good little season here. Uh, they beat North Carolina. At the beginning of the season, man, they looked so good. And I think that they really kind of turn it around back into the early season mode. Or, you know, kind of like yeah. they get back fresh in terms of like competing. I, I mean, they beat North Carolina by 20. They beat Villanova by 20. See, early my in thing the season. though about, yeah, about all that is they were a different team then. Yeah, rather than now. Team. I think Michigan State's proved their head and shoulders above everyone. They also probably have the second best player in the conference in Cassius Winston. I like Purdue, though, as my sleeper in this conference. Purdue is a team plays really well. Unfortunately, they're not at home, but they actually played well on the road to finish out the season. I feel like they kind of hit their rough patch midseason, and they figured everything out and got the team back together as they finished strong. Also have Carson Edwards, who, in my opinion, is one of the best players in the, in the entire conference. So, I mean, if Carson Edwards has got a shot going and he's ready to ball, I mean, this is a Purdue team that can make a deep run. Who's your sleeper in this conference? Hmm... Um, I'm going to go with my sleeper being, you know, to kind of bounce off you. You keep on stealing my sleepers. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with a deep sleeper in Maryland. Uh, okay. I like that one, too. I, li- I like Maryland. They've lost, you know, some close games to Michigan mm-hmm. and throughout the regular season. Although, on the box score, it might not seem like it was that close, but they've played competitively with some good teams. I think that Maryland might actually pull it off. Um Look, my um, only beef with Maryland is that them on the road as opposed to at home is yes. a lot different. But and so I think that could be a factor. But I also think that this is kind of a weaker conference. You know, like I don't really. I don't like, think there's a standout. Yeah, like Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio State. I'm not sold on any of them. Um, Michigan, Michigan's not really selling me right now. Iowa's had a lot of problems. They're 0 and 8 against the spread in their last eight games. I mean, they've struggled a lot. I really. The could only s- thing that I don't like about Maryland is how. Week they finished their season. They lost by, I think, 17 to Penn State. They lost to Michigan. Or they beat Minnesota by nine their they last did game. beat Minnesota. Lost by seven to yeah. Michigan. You know, that they did lose that bad game in Penn State. But like I said, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If they can win today, I think that'll be big for them. They need to kind of get a little momentum going, going to that Wisconsin game. I think if they win today, they beat Wisconsin tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So those will be the early games tomorrow in the Big Ten. It'll be fun to watch. Let's keep Moving it, chugging along here, and now we're at the Big East. So they are the tournament is currently going on right now. Um, we got Villanova, Providence on right now. Uh, Xavier Creighton later. My favorite to win this conference. You know, this is this is an interesting conference. I think this is a conference that's the the picks across the board could go. I mean, one through eight at this point could yeah. literally win this conference, and I think that's one of the bright spots about watching this tournament. Uh, as far as the conference tournament goes, it's usually pretty close. Mm. And I think that Villanova's lost a step. We talked about it earlier. They lost, you know, Amari Spellman. They lost Brunson. They lost Bridges. Uh, they're a young team. I don't think they're the Villanova that we've seen in the past. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to win this conference. They're the number one seed, but I do not think they're going to win it. They're three and five in their last uh, eight games, and mm-hmm. they lost all their road games, which is all five of those losses are on the road, which is also another scary thing. Who's your favorite though to win? My favorite is going to be I would I'm going to say as much as I want to say like Villanova, obviously because they're the one seed. I'm not going to go with it. I'm going to go with Marquette. Uh, I know that Marquette has struggled with you know. Uh, keeping it up because they're another one of those teams kind of like Murray State but on a different different realm mm-hmm. they're kind of like one of those teams that kind of relies on one dude to do most of their uh, facilitating and scoring so I mean I think that's going to be my pick they finished the season off on a 
four-game losing streak, and they were all close games. Um, but it's not a good look. My dark horse wanted to go with them as my favorite, but my dark horse for this tournament is going to be Georgetown. Okay. They have uh, Mac McClung healthy, and you know he's been playing really well. They also have uh, the other what Aquino is their other freshman guard. Um, Georgetown has been playing really well, and I think that while Marquette does have you know Marcus Howard, I think that Georgetown is going to uh, make an impact in this tournament. I think that they're going to sneak in and win a couple games here and there. And I, I really do. I, I like them a lot. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I, I watched them a couple times throughout the season on some bigger games, and they surprised me with, you know, those two freshman guards. Uh, McClung and Aquino are really good. It just depends on – and I think they're gamers, if that makes sense. I think they're, like, guys McClung that like McClung showed improvement yeah. week to week. But I don't know. See, I just don't really like Marquette at all in this in this conference. I feel like Howard's kind of run out of gas. If you look at his, like his last six games, he only shot above fifty percent in one of them, mm-hmm. and they lost all but one of those. So I mean, I'm I'm not or they, they want or I guess they're they're two that, and four in those that, last six. That statement right there, that run out of gas is like. Literally, I feel like this whole conference could be summed up by running. Yeah, guess. and if you look at the minutes that Howard's had to play, I mean, he's had to play a lot. Except yeah. for when he got hurt in the Georgetown game, he's pretty much plays thirty-seven to forty minutes for the last two, three months. You know, like he's not really getting rest. So I think that that's going to catch up to him. If Marquette wins today, I don't think they win tomorrow. I think Howard will run out of gas, and I'm thinking a team like Seton Hall or Georgetown. See, Seton Hall is my sleeper, and and actually, you know what? I don't really have a sleeper in this conference. I guess my sleeper is Providence. I think they could play teams close. They got the win yesterday. And I, I, I think, think they, they could upset beat. Villanova today, but my, sure. I like Seton Hall, honestly. I just feel like Seton Hall's kind of with the odds they get and everything. I think Seton Hall gets past Georgetown today. They can beat Marquette tomorrow. That's going to put them in the championship game against either Creighton, Xavier, Villanova, or Providence, and I think they can take on any of those teams. Seton Hall finished the season really well with like the big road win or the big home win against Marquette. You know, like they... Seton Hall closed out the season the way you want to. They won their last two games against Marquette and Villanova. So even though they're both at home, I mean, that's how that's what you want to do. <clears throat> you want to get momentum moving into the tournament. Seton Hall right now I think is looking at like a seven seed. So I look for Seton Hall to play tough in this tournament. Yeah, and another thing uh, that's worth mentioning is the fact that this whole entire conference mm-hmm. is really young right now. They're, they're yeah. a very young conference in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of star players are – Pretty young, and one of the reasons I want or I'm leaning towards picking Marquette is because they kind of have some uh, experience in terms of like Marcus Howard is a little bit older. Uh, he's been been around for a little bit longer, and you never know with these conference tournaments because of the youth, especially with especially with how young this conference is. Yeah, uh, I mean that's part of the reason I'm even. I picked Georgetown as my sleeper, but I'm also worried about them. I picked them as my sleeper because they have a lot of young talent. I like the pick, they personally. They, they, they have a lot of young talent that mm-hmm. can pop off. Uh, I mean, Aquino scored 20. and I mean, he scored 25 on the last game of the season against Marquette in a two-point win. And I think that it really just depends on the uh, the young talent uh, playing up to the standard. So, we'll see. that that I think that is the most interesting conference tournament. Uh, the Big East, just because it's kind of like, I mean, it's a shot in the dark with who the true favorite's going to be. Um, definitely, definitely most interested as far as the game tonight. Mm. Definitely most in- 
interested eh, interested in the Seton Hall versus Georgetown game for sure. I'm very biased, but I'm most interested in in uh, Virginia Tech, Florida State. <laughs> but after that, honestly, Duke Syracuse. I think that game is gonna be closer than people think. But we'll move there down to the SEC tournament. The SEC tournament's gonna be good tonight. I think Miss Ole Miss versus Alabama is gonna be a great game. I mean, this this conference still got a lot to play for. Like we said, we got bubble teams in in teams like Alabama, so a lot to play for there. Um, so for this this conference, I'll start us off here. LSU is their number one seed. Like we said, like you were saying earlier, and like we were wanted to talk about Will Wade, suspended head coach for LSU. He th- he said that he wants to coach. Wants to coach. He should be allowed to coach. Honestly, I mean, what's what's your thoughts on this before we give our contenders and pretenders? I I don't think he should be allowed to coach, but I would wish he could coach because I think it makes it all better. Okay, I think that uh, look, I don't think here's why I think he should coach. I mm-hmm. think that LSU is probably going to get some kind of penalty uh, within the off season, mm-hmm. and this might be their last opportunity to actually win. So I think you might as well just let the man coach it's not going to be the NCAA that's going to be you know making the suspension it was uh in a house suspension it was LSU yeah well, they're just trying so, to make the yeah, sanctions make lighter this, on make themselves. the sanctions lighter but at the same time i don't think i mean if the video is as bad as it sounded i don't think that anything that they do is going to be going to make the sanctions any lighter yeah or I agree. any i mean it might get incrementally lighter but i don't think it's going to be that big of an impact in terms mm-hmm. of you either win now and have that, you know, bragging right, so to speak, or at least have that, uh, I guess, you can kind of take that over your losses that you're going to take. I mean, you're going to take losses. Yeah. So I think that they should probably let him coach, but at the same time, I understand why they're not letting him coach. It's a tough situation. It sucks because LSU has not been a good basketball team over the years. Uh, but they finally put it together, and now they have this to deal with. So it is tough. Um, LSU was probably going to be my sleeper pick in this tournament if perhaps he coached. I don't think there is a chance that they win without him, in my personal opinion. But for your sleeper pick, who would you go with? I haven't made my pick yet. Oh, you haven't made your favorite? So my favorite to win the conference is Kentucky. Obviously, losing Reed is going to hurt a lot. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he meant a lot for them playing against Tennessee in the last two. I mean, we saw how much worse they were without him. He's going to play limited minutes, but it's between Kentucky and Tennessee for me. I'm going to stay with Kentucky in this one. Kentucky has dominated the SEC tournament historically. Like, they usually run through the SEC tournament. This has been their tournament that they typically win. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like Kentucky just to stay hot here and keep doing what they do with Coach Cal. You know, he's got all the experience. I actually— Just to go against you, I'll probably just go with Tennessee. Okay. I like it. Just go against you. Just, yeah. Uh, just fight it up a little bit. Uh, definitely Kentucky is Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we even really have to talk about Kentucky just because, yeah. I mean, they're Kentucky. So uh, they've had their run plenty of – I mean, they're pretty much the Kansas of the South in terms of long-term success. Yeah, P.J. Washington. I mean, he's coming on strong. Tyler Harrow, Kevin. Travis Reed, that's it. I don't know. Why, why, mm-hmm. I was thinking Jordan Reed, but not Travis Reed. So if he can come in and play some meaningful minutes for them, that'd be nice. My sleeper in this conference is actually Auburn. I think they have a really favorable mm-hmm. run that they could make. I mean, they play Missouri today. What's that short little dude? What's a sh- short guard's name? 
I could not think of his name, but I know who you're talking about. With the disgusting. Yeah, Auburn relies on those threes and those little guards to get them going. I think Auburn beats Missouri pretty easily. They have a very favorable um, next game with South Carolina. I think South Carolina's in one they could easily win, and we could see them get to the Final Four where they could play an LSU team without their head I'll, coach. I'll they could get past. I think Auburn could easily get to that Sunday game championship game, and that could really help them because right now they're projected, uh, I think, five. Um, they're on the five line, and they just came off a huge win against Tennessee. So I really like Auburn, honestly, to make a deep run in this tournament. I don't know about win, but I'll go. Run. I'll go crazy with it, and I'll just because like there's not many times that you can do this. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with my sleeper pick being the regular season winners of the SEC and LSU because they don't have their head coach. Okay, I like what, it. Is that a sleeper pick? That's yeah, a sleeper I think pick, it's right? a sleeper pick. I think it is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the sleeper pick of LSU. I think that they, man, it's tough to do because they're missing their head coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he plays an impact. Uh, he's been a great coach this year, although he did do the whole recruitment violation thing. But I think that, you know, they're a good team. They're a really good team. And I think that they might be playing with a different chip on their shoulder now. uh, Because let's face it, I think that he had complete control of that locker room. I think he was well-respected and well-liked in that locker room for sure, especially because he was paying them. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that they might actually be, you know, okay without him. I think that they might actually be able to win some games. Uh... I think what they'll really struggle with, I think the big thing for them is that if they do advance versus, you know, like a team like Auburn, and that's after their bye is over, I think that they might really struggle with down-the-stretch games. Like, you know, like if if it's a tight game and they're playing Kentucky down the stretch, I think that they they might lose out just because they don't know how to make adjustments. Mm -hmm. And they won't have somebody that We'll be able to make adjustments for them that's been there all season. Um, it's tough, man. It's a tough situation for LSU. I hate to see it. Uh, I would rather them just kind of be able to, uh, you know, go through their season with their head coach that started it. And it sucks that they had to deal with this. I mean, every, let's be honest, every every major basketball team and college basketball has definitely probably had some kind of recruiting violation. And, I mean, there's not much more I can say about it. It's a tough situation for LSU, but they're my sleeper pick. Even though they're the one seed, I like it. I like being able to do that. Mm-hmm. It feels empowering, man. <laughs> so, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a good tournament. And before we leave off, we're not even going to... Let's do this right here. Let's go back and forth two times with a Cinderella team in the NCAA tournament. And all we got to do... All we're doing, we're not asking questions. We're saying, this is my Cinderella pick. One reason why. All right. So, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll let you start. All right. Sleeper pick number one. Murray State. The one reason Bastard. why. That was mine. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to Dude, you're so. looking at my sheet, man. No, I mean, dude, I knew that was going to be both of our picks. Yeah, and you gave it to dude, me Dude, that's going to be everybody's Cinderella pick. So it's, I mean, and it's so easy to just be like, Murray State, John Morant. Done. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um... I'm just to not be the same as you. Obviously, I'm gonna go with Florida State, and I mm. think that it's our ability to get out and run Bites. and block shots. Um, I mean, we did it last. You should have just said Florida State. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Florida. No, 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 no. But seriously though, I think Florida State actually has a good chance to make and they have, like we did and last year. I think Kevin Gelly, the big man, and the experience we have sure. will allow us to run a lot. Like four seniors. 
Um, I'm not sure how many we got exactly, but I mean, we're deep. We're a really deep team too. So I think that Leonard Hamilton will find the squad mm-hmm. we need out there on the floor and we'll be able to pull some big upsets. Hopefully we'll be a, right now I think we're projected a four seed. Hopefully we can get into that three seed line. That'd be nice. Shoot, maybe even a two seed if we can win the championship. So that's what we got there. Who's your other team? My other Cinderella team, uh, not necessarily a crazy Cinderella team, but last year there was a Cinderella team, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo round like two. Uh, the main reason I'm gonna say is three point shooting uh, in this conference or in this uh, NCAA tournament. You know you can make a run with three point shooting. Mm-hmm. You really can, and I think that they uh, are a great team. They're shooting 34 as a team, 34 percent as a team from the from the three point line, which is great, a great number. Uh, they have two guys over the three guys over 40 percent from the three point line. They have two others over. Th- Three others over 37%. Uh, I think that they're good from the free throw line generally uh, in terms of the dudes that will be shooting free throws. I think that it just depends on their consistency. And that goes with any three-point shooting team. They live and die by the three-point shot. And and I think they might actually live. Um, I don't know if this one necessarily is that big of a Cinderella team, but... I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. They're 7th in the ACC in three-point percentage. They just got Nikkei Alexander-Walker back, who's arguably, I mean, I've heard people say that outside of these Duke boys and Ja Morant, he's the next best player in college basketball. So, my God, Ty Hollingsworth's going to love you for that one. Yeah. yeah Florida State and then Virginia Tech. Yeah, and we're playing crazy, each other today. Man, crazy, Actually, well, I really wanted to say University of Houston, but I don't even know if they can be considered a sleeper anymore. Yeah, if you no, don't think they're sure. legit, I don't, I, then I you're think, just sleeping on them. Yeah, I think that they are not a, I don't think they're a Cinderella story. I think that they might be a sleeper pick and terms of winning the tournament, I think they're they're well respected. So yeah. I don't think they're going to be. Yeah, Houston's going to make deep run, but that's what I got for my sleeper pick. Virginia I'll, Tech, I think they can make a little run here. Buzz Williams, great experienced coach, but that's about all we got for y'all today. I mean, if we keep going, I'm going to do one more. <laughs> go ahead, go the ahead. Last, Brett. The last one, not the team or the second team in Tennessee. We talked about them a couple times, just briefly mentioning them. I think Lipscomb sneaks into the tournament, and I think that they might have a. Might have a win or two in it. Uh, they have 85, 85 points per game. Up-tempo offense is the key to uh, NCAA tournament run because, mm-hmm. let's face it, everybody's tired in that NCAA tournament. Uh, they've gone through a long stretch of games that they really haven't ever had to deal with, and I think that their up-tempo offense helps them, but I don't know exactly how. They're my deep sleeper. They're my deep Cinderella. But go ahead and sign it off. Tell the people to... Watch some college basketball and yeah, y'all, podcast. y'all better uh, watch some college basketball. Listen to more of our podcast. You know the whole nine yards, guys. But I appreciate everybody tuning in once again. It's been Good fun one to do. Fun. We got a lot more coming for y'all with March Madness. Everything coming up. Brett, appreciate you coming on again. But no problem. See y'all again next week. Peace.